Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fignuts Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 33. Altogether, that's 183 episodes of beer and football and stuff. I'm Craig. My name is Britt. And Britt, we're back, and how are you feeling this week? I know last week you were a little down, but how are you How are you this week? I, so first off, let's 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 give Craig a, a brief round of applause for the amazing job he did. Oh, thank you. And, and taking my, my ennui to a level that would be worthy of General Hospital <laughs> with the music last week. For those <laughs> who you, don't know, you. we don't actually hear the music live. Craig inserts most of it afterwards. Um, so Wednesday, Thursday morning of last week, when I sat down to proof the episode before posting, I nearly fell out of my chair laughing. <laughs> nice. um, I, I had to take I had to take the, the the clip. I had to take my phone out to my wife and be like, "You need to listen to the first two minutes of our podcast." <laughs> um, and she laughed hysterically. So excellent job. How am I doing with this? I, it's going to be a long haul. I am not going to be. You know what? When when football looks like it's back on the horizon, and honestly, and I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to dwell on it. But I'm honestly not gonna be alright for a while. This fair, this fair. really kind of stings, and it's funny because I go back to the twenty. What is this? This is 2021. Jesus, time is meaningless now. Yeah, the 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 AFC Championship of 2019, which the Patriots beat the Chiefs. Right. Um, and that was Mahomes' first AFC Championship, and he lost. He said about. A month before the season started, he was on talk radio and somebody said, how long did it take for you to get over that? And he said, I'm not over it. He was like watching the Super Bowl from home was just a miserable experience because I just kept thinking to myself, that should have been me. And I loved that fire from him. But that's honestly where I'm at, too. It is when football is back, I'll I'll start. Okay. I'll start getting excited about it, you know, Um, but yeah. That's fair. We, That's fair. But you know what? We've got, we've got, there's, believe it or not, we, and this is the fourth straight year. The off season is here. We can relax. No, we can't. <laughs> no, nope. no, we can't. Things I've already got three, four, five, six. I have eight news stories on the screen <laughs> in front of me for us to discuss, but let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking? So this week we'll just say that I know a guy, um, so in a place. I, in a place, and I have some treehouse. So I had one already. I had one already. It was a uh, the double ganger, which is a uh, double IPA. So that was like eight and a half percent. Doppelganger. Doppelganger. Doppel. You said double. It's doppel. 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 Uh, but right now for the podcast, I have a Julius, which is one of my favorites from them. Oh my god, that is amazing beer. It really is. Is that is a fantastic beer, and I think it's probably my favorite from them. Yeah. Um, back in the early days of this podcast, we had a a gathering, and it really wasn't even a podcast related event. It ended up becoming one. <laughs> that's what happened. We were at, I think you you were you got there later because I think you were working, but we were at Cinch's house, for, and, and the source came over, and the source brought like a cooler full of stuff from Treehouse. Ah, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And there was like a, there was like a half a case of Julius, and of course when the, you put the four, you put any listen. You put any more than two of us. Three is critical <laughs> mass on this podcast. Any of us. I think I think Keith was there too, who we haven't had back on, but we really need you know, Keith really needs to come back on. He was there too. Once you get past three of us in the same room, the football talk just starts. It just it just, it just happens. 
it doesn't need beer, but beer beer is an extra fuel. It's kind of like you, you, you don't really need lighter fluid when you've got nice dried out wood, but if you put it on there, it just burns brighter. Mm. Beers are lighter fluid, really. <laughs> and and we drank Julius. And he brought like a case of Julius and a, a mixed case. The case of Julius was gone. Yes. We just sat there and sucked down the Julius's all afternoon, the five of us. And and we did. We were it was we were one of those things where I would crack open a Julius and then some would crack open a new one and pour tasters and I'd be like, That's interesting, back to my Julius. <laughs> and that was essentially our afternoon. So I'm glad to hear that's a fantastic beer. Yep. There's a King Julius as well. I think it's a double. I think that is a double. I think that's a double. Or that's yeah, it's something similar. But there's also a Julius with like twenty S's after it. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Hmm. I think that might be done with extra hops or something like that, but I don't know. All right, so listen. Oh, what am I drinking? Yes, what are you drinking? <laughs> I, have a, I have a can of a, a New England IPA by Alvarium, oh. which is a fantastic Connecticut brewery, and just announced they're expanding. I don't oh, know really? You didn't hear that? I did not. They're in a – I've been there once. They're in a industrial – center as many breweries are because of the nature of their business Mm. but there was a machine shop next door that moved out they have leased or purchased that side of the building they're gonna they're gonna go to five times their current canning capacity wow in the next like six months double the size of their tasting room which is good because their tasting room was small to put it in terms that craig will understand think about maybe half the size of two roads main room that's tiny yeah, it's it, it wouldn't seat more than 50 people pre-COVID. Let's put it that way. It was pretty small. I, I mean, they utilized their space well, but I felt like it was small. Um, so they're going to increase their canning. They're going to inc- double the size of their tap room. And on top of that, they're adding an event room Ooh. so that they can hold events there. So fun. I'm telling you, whether you like the beer from Two Roads or not, you cannot argue their business model and their location has been effective. Yeah. That, factory it's right off the highway it's Mm -hmm. centrally located it's impossible to miss they've used the space incredibly well they have a massive tap room they have a private event room in the vault room it's just enough so that they made another brewery down the street (laughs) yes and that one they built from scratch and i don't think personally i don't think it's a better space than the original brewery no but i do like the the uh balcony seating Roof seating, however yeah. you want to call it. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, all right. Anyway, enough about beer. Let's talk some football. So tonight, no burning hot takes. We are going to present just stuff that's going on in a kind of crossfire format. Craig will get to ask a question or bring up a topic. I will ask a question or bring up a topic, and we will either go until one of three things happens: we run out of time, we run out of beer, or we run out of news. <laughs> I'm going to go with time is going to be the one that expires on us. More more than likely. Right. So do you want to start or do you want me to start? Who wants to go first? Um, I'll start. All right. What do you got? Give me a new story. Let's talk about it. Uh, so the NFL owners are considering a rule to make roughing the passer penalties reviewable. Do you no. Are you for this? You not for this? How do you feel about that? It would be challengeable then? Yes. Uh, uh. So they already tried this once and it didn't really work, but it looks like they're they're considering trying it again. I'm not I'm not really in favor of this. I I think it's going to be abused like crap. Um. Yeah. 
I think every time a quarterback gets knocked down, he thinks he's been roughed. And mm-hmm. so now that a, a coach would have a say on it, it's just going to create quarterback and coach issues because coaches are going to sometimes coaches are going to be like, you know, just rub some dirt on it. And the quarterback's going to feel, but I, I just think, I think it's, I think it's a bad way to go. I don't think it's going to be effective. We have already seen coaches challenges are not effective in rules where there's judgment call involved. <coughs> Pass interference. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I, I, I'm I'm going to say no. It's a bad idea. Um, yeah, me too. I, I can see the reasons for team certain teams wanting to do that. Uh, believe me, especially being a Bengals fan, I get I totally get that. But yeah, with a judgment call like that, it's it's rough. It, it would be a really rough decision because they already tried this once and it didn't work. So I can't see them. I can't see them figuring out a way to make it work. Um. And then just really quick, the other rules on that docket are there's an alternative alternative to an onside kick. Uh, so your second option would be to try fourth and fifteen <clears throat> from your team's own territory. Oh, where? Um, like from the kick, where you would kick it off? Where you would kick it off from? It looks like it Which doesn't really the... doesn't really see? say in this. From like the forty, I see. I don't like that either because the Chiefs will never kick off ever again. <laughs> Andy Reid and well, it's just and, for, for an onside kick. It, again, but still, I, yeah. I reiterate, Chiefs will never kick off again. They will. They will. It'll be. It'll be coin toss, and they defer, and they will run Patrick Mahomes out there to run a fourth and fifteen. <laughs> they, they, True. I mean, obviously, I don't think they're, they're not going to allow it. They're not going to allow it at the start. Well, they they. You can't say. You can't, well, I, I mean, you, you can could. do an onside kick whenever you want. Right. I mean, really. right now you could start a game with an onside kick if you wanted to, but I doubt they're gonna. I mean, listen, first play of the game, you. How much of it? No, no. All right. I'm sorry. I know I'm rambling because the, the thoughts are flying through my head like rap. Okay. I am Andy Reid, right? I have one of the most high-powered offenses in the league. I tell my guy. Whatever happens out there, if we win the toss, defer. And the guy goes, okay, we win the toss, we defer to the second half. So now we have to kick off. Andy Reid says, Mahomes, get out there, kick off, and run a fourth and 15. Why wouldn't you? True. Why wouldn't you? It's the first series of the game. Either you just stole a possession from the other team, or you gave them a short field when neither team knows what to expect, there's a real reason why most teams don't score on their first possession. And that is because they don't know what they're going to look for or what they're looking at. You know, it, there's a reason why, you know, teams go three and out to start the game and they don't panic. So if Patrick Mahomes goes out there and doesn't convert on fourth and 15, the other team, okay, maybe we give up a field goal. Am I really worried about that with a high powered offense? Not particularly. Now, if I'm a defensive team, you're damn right I'm kicking the ball. But that, that put, doesn't that put them at a disadvantage automatically if your strength is defense? Yeah, it might. I mean, I think it would be situational with who you're playing. It would be situational. But again, and then there's those guys who think they can do it every time. Are you telling me John Gruden isn't going to run his offense out there 75% of the time on kickoffs? He is. In his head, he can convert anything. <laughs> really does think that he really really does 
And by the way, I don't know if you noticed if you if you've been keeping up on the Bleacher Report, the uh, Gridiron Heights. Mm-hmm. The last I think I mentioned it last week. The last episode of the year involves commercials, and one of the commercials is John Gruden's used cars with two R's. <laughs> And oh. it's and he literally grabs Derek Carr and goes, not a lot of mileage, can throw really far, will get you a lot of yardage. <laughs> and that's it. And then they cut to something else. But it's just like that moment. I'm just like, oh my god, yeah, they went there. They absolutely went there. That that John Gruden wants to trade Derek Carr. So so no, I I don't think that's a good idea. No. What are your thoughts on it? I've just been rambling yeah. because oh my god, I did not know See, about that. So that kind of hit me hard. No, that's that's fine. That's what's that's, that's why this is uh, interesting to do. Um. Same thing. I'm because, like we said, you can you can do an onside kick whenever you want. So, I mean, what? I mean, the, I don't know. See, now you just do what I just did. My brain just stopped because I'm thinking of like when you would want to use it, but then would you use it all the time? Because you have to be sure you're going to make it. I think you would you use know? it at the start of every game. You, it, there would be there would be no scenario in my mind where an offensive minded team would take the ball to start the game. They would always defer to guarantee to get the the ball. Well, but there's the other side of it. They defer to start the second half. But at the same time, then, what happens when the other team decides they're going to do the same thing you're doing? So let's say say the Chiefs are playing the Bills. Two high-powered offenses. Two offenses that could potentially convert on 4th and 15 when they needed to, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Chiefs win the toss. They defer. They decide they're gonna. They're not gonna kick. They're gonna go ahead and do the fourth and fifteen thing. Start of the second half. What stops the Bills from doing the same thing? Nothing. Particularly if you're yeah. up. Yeah. What if you're up? What if the Bills are up twenty-one to three at that point. Hmm. Going into the second half, and you're gonna kick off. Wouldn't you rather take the chance? You've stopped them all game. I think if you're. If your offense is having a good game, there would be no yeah, there would be no reason why you wouldn't try it. Just saying. You know? Just saying. So. Alright. So while we're on the, the topic of rule questions, my first question for you has to do with a rule. Mm-hmm. According to Sports Illustrated's MMQB, Monday morning quarterback, the Buffalo Bills have submitted a rule change to the NFL proposing that any coaching or front office interviews must wait until the conference championship games are completed and all hires must wait until after the completion of the Super Bowl. The Bills proposal doesn't come much of a surprise. Their offensive coordinator was interviewed by the Jets and the Chargers. Their defensive coordinator was interviewed by the Texans and their assistant general manager was interviewed by the (laughs) Panthers all while the Bills were trying to make the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Greg, should we limit interviews at, until later in the playoff series and hirings until after the Super Bowl? Or does that put teams at too much of a disadvantage if they have to roll over their entire front office? That is a really tough call because I understand why teams start interviewing like as soon as they know they're you know out of the playoff run. Because as we mentioned on this podcast, like you think the you think oh yeah the Super Bowl everything's over we can wait. There, there's really, there's very little off time for teams. Yeah. Especially if you're looking to hire a new head coach, and that head coach needs to hire a whole staff, because that is a lot of people that you have to get organized in a very short amount of time, because they start training what in June. It's not even about training; it's about draft. Yeah, the, the draft is in April, so that gives so you, you that gives you a month. 
you hide, you fire your general manager and your head coach. Yep. After the season, let's say it happens on Black Monday. Yep. You can't hire the That's... those two guys until Eww. the second week of February. That literally leaves you six weeks to hire them, bring them in, get the staff set, evaluate the current people, evaluate the scouting reports, and attend the draft. Yeah, that's that's a lot. I know we're I know you know we're looking so everything's on a fair playing field, but that's a lot. Yes, that is a lot. I think that would put teams at a disadvantage because they have you know they're going to interview more than one person for the job. So now you have to coordinate those interviews, and then you have to like rush to make your decision. I don't know. Like I see where the, I see where the thoughts coming from, and it's a good thought, but I don't know if it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I I I I think that's a whole another mess. But yeah, so I I agree. I I I think the only positive that could come out of it is you're going to be less likely to turn over your entire culture. Like you're not going to yeah. walk into a room as the owner and say, "All right, there are 12 people around this table. Ten of you are fired. Guess who?" <laughs> you know, it's going to be a little bit more kind of like, "Oh, okay, we need to figure this out. Maybe we shouldn't make this such a, a change." I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I, that, that's my take on it. What do you got for me? What's next? That was the keep wrong the, page. Keep it rolling. <laughs> um. So a tight end needs a new home. Uh, the Saints have term- terminated the contract of Jared Cook. I'm, and I'm shocked. I'll be honestly, you know, he went to the Pro Bowl twice. Yeah, twice. He's he's a good tight end, but after that playoff game, the Saints and the drop passes he had, I'm not shocked. Is he a good shocked. tight end? Is he? Well, I mean, if he went to the Pro Bowl twice. <laughs> I could have gone to the Pro Bowl But I don't Pro know. After, after that playoff game, I was like, he's going to lose his job because – the drops that he had in that game, that if he didn't have those drops, then that game could have ended very differently. All right. Jared Cook, let's just be honest about this, has one good year. And it was 2018 with the Raiders. 68 catches for 896 and six touchdowns. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing you can say about Jared Cook in New Orleans. In 2020, he had seven touchdowns. He caught the ball when it mattered. But he only had 504 yards. He's just he wasn't targeted a lot. He had his average has been actually pretty good. He's averaged twelve or yards better per catch, which for a tight end isn't bad since twenty thirteen. I I don't know. He wasn't he did. He dropped key he dropped key opportunities in the the playoffs and that hurt him. There's no question about that. No question about yeah. that. I mean, I'm uh, sure he'll get signed again, but it <clears throat> it's not a shock to me that they didn't resign no, him. It's not a shock that they decided to go in a different direction. I think they're going to be rebuilding this team. I really do. I, I don't think I don't think Breeze is coming back. I don't think that I exercise think... video of Breeze matters. <laughs> I don't know. I don't that was know. a that was a really bad game. So if he did come back, so that wasn't his last game. I don't. I won't be shocked. I I think Drew Breeze has always been one of those guys who has like kind of lived on the edge of serious injury. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at stats right now. Game started 2020. I'm going to go backwards. Ready? 12, 11 starts, 
15, 16, 16, 15, 16, 16, 16, all the way back to 2003 when he only started 11 games before that serious neck injury. Um, and then, but in the last two years, he's only got 23 combined starts. Yeah, that's not good because <clears throat> he broke all of his ribs last season. I don't even know how he played. I, I, I just, I don't see it. I, I don't see. Yeah, I, I don't see he. I don't want to say he's too old because that's really rough to say about anybody. Mm-hmm. But I think I think he is at the point where he needs to. With his injury history, he's yeah. Well, but but that's the thing. His injury history was fantastic from 2004 through 2018. He had 14 years where he never missed more than one game. 15 starts minimum. After after that 2003 year where he only started 11 games, okay, mm-hmm. he averaged really well. The last two years, not so much. Missed nine games in two years. Hmm. The the mind is willing, but the flesh is weak. This is true. He needs to go on that TB12 diet. No, <laughs> nobody needs to go on a TB12 diet. I'd rather die a fat old fuck than touch that diet. Let's just say that right now. <laughs> so, all right, so let's 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 go to the next question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> JJ Watt going to Arizona. Yeah, he is saying that all signs pointed to Arizona. He's also saying there were four or five other finalists, but he chose Arizona, and it was certainly close. Okay, he isn't saying who the other four or five finalists were. Hmm. Where do you think he could have gone? And are you surprised he went to Arizona? I I'm surprised he went to Arizona because I I don't know. I don't see Arizona winning that division. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, they can, but I don't know. I don't think they're there yet. And I don't know how much I don't know how much longer he's planning on playing. So, you know, it's like when the Patriots kept winning the Super Bowl and people went there because they wanted to win a Super Bowl kind of thing, but I don't see that with Arizona right now. Uh, as far so, as yep, no, go ahead, finish your thoughts. Sorry, uh, but as far as other teams, I'm pretty sure Buffalo was in there, Cleveland was in there. I'm gonna daydream and say Cincinnati because they had the oh. money. Um, I don't know who else. Maybe the Colts or the Jets. I'm just thinking of people that would be able to afford him. It's not not a lot. <laughs> so, believe it or not, one of the reasons he said he went there was DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, all right. He likes he likes DeAndre Hopkins, which begs the question: Oh my God, did the Texans lose him when they traded Hopkins last year? <laughs> that could be. You know, I mean, JJ's one of those guys who plays things really close to the ch- close to the vest. I mean, but did that really influence his decision? And he just didn't talk about it. It's possible. He also said that they run a defensive scheme um, closer to what he played under Wade Phillips in Houston. And he's very comfortable with that scheme. That was what he said. It's a scheme I'm very comfortable with. And I'm sorry, very familiar with and very comfortable with and excited to play in. Okay. All right. That's a definite consideration as well. They they unretired a number for him, by the way. Oh, they did. He he wears 99. Mm -hmm. Number 99 was retired by the Chicago Cardinals. Wow. This guy Marshall Goldberg wore it from 1939 
1943 and then again from 1946 to 1948. The reason for the three-year gap was because he went to serve in World War II. <laughs> wow. Back when actually that mattered, when military service trumped professional sports. <laughs> See, like, every baseball player in the 40s and 50s for reference. <laughs> That's true. You know, I mean, true. it's just it, – it, it, it blows my mind. But, yeah, so I, I wasn't shocked that he went there, but a lot of people were. I wasn't. Arizona's really a solid defense, a way of being a contender. Yeah, and maybe I, this is the piece that they need. New Orleans we'll is see. going into rebuilding. I really believe that. Um, you know, Arizona could – the Rams just <laughs> traded for Matt Stafford. I mean, maybe that's the answer for the Rams. I don't know. I mean, let's look at 10 seconds on the NFC West. All right, really quick. 10 seconds on the NFC West. The Arizona Cardinals just got better. The Rams traded their franchise quarterback because they didn't think he was a franchise quarterback anymore. The San Francisco 49ers are a mash unit, and the Seattle Seahawks had meetings with their quarterback in which he said, I really feel like I should have some more input, and they said, good luck with that, and now he wants out. (laughs) Everyone in that division but the Cardinals is in some form of rebuilding. That's very true. Does anybody think Matt Stafford's going to walk through the door and win the AFC, NFC West? I don't. Uh, no, but I think they'll be a better team overall. They'll be better, but they're going to win nine games. There's a there's a learning curve. Oh yeah. There's, I mean, he's he still is, he's still going to throw for five thousand yards. Listen, Tom Brady is not walking through the door in L.A. <laughs> Do not mistake. Is that what is that what they did? Did he sit there and watch the Super Bowl and go? Old quarterbacks from other teams. I can do that. <laughs> All it takes is an offensive genius. <gasps> I'm an offensive genius. No, that didn't happen, <laughs> folks. That conversation in his palatial palace with his great views and his massive fireplace, no, didn't happen. McVeigh did not sit there and think, this is the way. Because if he did, he would have called New Orleans and gotten Drew Brees because that's a way better older quarterback. San Francisco 49ers want us to love Jimmy Garoppolo, but at the same time, they shop him at every opportunity. They do. They want want him out. The problem is they have no one else. If if San Francisco were a real-life Madden team, they'd be a team with six quarterbacks all rated between 50 and 60. (laughs) You know what? Sometimes... If all the other players were between 80 and 90, you have to do that. <laughs> yes, and that's how they made a Super Bowl two years ago. <laughs> that is how they made a Super Bowl. But it's not going to work now. And Seattle, your best player asked you to have more input, and you told him to F off. Yeah, that was – I mean, I like Pete Carroll as a coach, but, yeah, that's not – was not a good uh, not a good plan. I didn't realize Pete Carroll's, like, sons are part of the staff. Everybody has their kids on the staff. I mean, good that's for them. Brit, good for them. That's why but, Britt Reed is going to jail. I Oh, dear. We're not going to talk about that story, but yeah, he's no, going to jail, and he deserves to. I'm a Chiefs fan, and he deserves to go to jail. End of story. Yes. All right. I think it's your turn. What do you got for me? Um, <clears throat> so, uh, actually, concerning quarterbacks. I'm cracking a second beer, by the way. Uh, what's the second beer? I don't know. I don't remember what's in the bag. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Go ahead and ask your question, and I'll tell you. Uh, Where did my question go? Give me a go. <clears throat> oh, okay, oh. Yep. Okay. So Joe Douglas, the GM of the Jets. Yes. He said 
but he will answer if teams call about trading Sam Darnold. You and here's my thing. That's the next story on my oh, list. Really? <laughs> That's nice. fine. That's great. I've got eight of them, so we've got plenty. Go on. So I'm just going to go over, and I think I sent this to everyone, but we'll go over what happened to Sam Darnold the last three seasons. All right? So he's had, two, he's had two head coaches. One was clearly, clearly not very good. Insert the sad music here, by the way. He's had three offensive coordinators. Yep. Two GMs. He had a shoulder injury, mono. And his offensive line was in the bottom five. The run game was in the bottom five. The skill players were in the bottom five. And he had a bottom ten defense. So, I don't, like, I don't know what the Jets are doing. And I follow the Jets. I just don't know what the hell they're doing. First off, we like, live in the New York area, so we can't help but follow the Jets. We don't want to follow the Jets. The <laughs> Jets are just it's, – it's there. It's there. You can't not follow the Jets because – they're on the TV every five minutes. And back in the days when the Giants were good, it'd be a little less frequently. Back when the days where the Jets were good and the Giants were bad, it would be the opposite. Yeah. Now they're both bad, so it's just kind of like the sport sportscaster comes on TV and he's like, news from football, Sam Darnold's hurt again. <laughs> Giants, yep, Saquon's yep. hurt again. Back to you. <laughs> you know, that's essentially the sports report during the fall. But – so I mean, there's there's rumors that the Jets are going to trade down to get more picks, but I don't like if you're the like what how does this affect you if you're the quarterback if your GM says yeah I'll answer calls if you want to trade for him, and then like three weeks ago they're like yeah we're going to probably keep him like what? So the official quote was I will answer the call if it's made. That statement says a lot to me. Number one, it's not it's like you said it signals their intent. We will trade Sam Darnold, who was not tradable before this moment. But the second part, if it's made, says to me, no one's calling. <laughs> this guy is sitting at a desk playing solitaire or minesweeper, and the phone has dust on it. And then he gets excited. It rings, and he picks it up. And, and It's an automated Joe insurance Douglas, company. Joe Douglas, and it's a guy who goes, Hello. We have been trying to reach you about your expiring auto warranty. <laughs> to speak with our representative, press one now. And he slams the phone down and he gets upset. That's that's what this sounds like to me. You know what else is do you remember do you remember the episode from The Simpsons where Bart falls in love with his babysitter? Yes. And they call I, I can't remember what it's it's some sort of international cuisine, but the two guys are just sitting there and the phone rings and they get all excited. That's essentially what Joe Douglas does. <laughs> he sits there. And I think one of the guys says to the other one, sometimes I think you want us to fail. <laughs> that's essentially Joe Douglas's life. That, that's what that says to me. I will answer the call if it's made. It says to me no one's calling. The, listen, the gauntlet was cast. I got to look up the year really quick. I got to look up the year. Go ahead. Hold on. Yep. Stand by. Um, hold on. We're doing it live. He's looking now. I can't see him, but I'm assuming he's looking now. In 1988, at an owner's meeting, the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers was asked in passing, as they were walking down the hall, by the the general manager of the LA Kings, what would it take to get Gretzky? And his response was, well, a lot, but we could talk. <laughs> And 
by August 9th, Wayne Gretzky, who at the time was clearly the best player in hockey, was going to L.A., which was sacrilege in Canada. It was bizarre. I, it, there's a great 30, 30, 30 for 30 on it. I think it's the very first 30 for 30, um, and it's fantastic. If you ever get a chance, go back and, and, and look at it. But those conversations happen. Even when you've been told 75 times, this guy's untouchable, those conversations still happen. Because you never know when the response is going to be, well, we could talk. Yeah, that's very true. So for Joe Douglas to come out and say, if the call is made, is not only an invitation for teams to call him, but it's also a statement that no one is calling. And that that's is true. I didn't think about very, that Very, <laughs> very telling to me. Very, very telling. Normally conversations like that or, or, or quotes like that are, well, you know, people have called and, you know, we've had discussions, but nothing firm has ever materialized. That's not what he said. What he said, if the call is made, I'll answer it. That's telling. By the way, I'm drinking uh, Green City by Other Half. Nice. As second beer of the evening, so. Nice. So, yeah, I... Nobody wants Sam Darnold. We have him in our dynasty league. <laughs> we don't want Sam Darnold. Did I trade him? Uh, I think no, I, I think, did if you? I I think we still have him, no? I'd have to oh, look. crap. We have Drew Brees in that league. We ha- we can't trade <laughs> Sam Darnold. We have to draft a quarterback. Or we pick have one to up, rather. Back. And we finished mid-pack. I think we made the playoffs this year. We are not getting a quarterback. <laughs> it's not happening. It's no. not, so the 2021 season, we're going to have we... to throw the league and hope there's something. <laughs> we are the Bears. Who's the Trevor Lawrence of next year? Is there a Trevor Lawrence next year? I, I'd have to look. The source a, would know. Well, somebody get the source on the phone. <laughs> Alexa, call the source. That'd be amazing if she did. <laughs> no, well, I have this one set to a different name because we have two of them in the house. Well, they were both set to Alexa, and it, it ended up being bad. <laughs> I'd be sitting in a living room, and my Alexa would be 10 feet from where I was sitting. I'd be like, Alexa, weather report. And all of a sudden, I'd hear mumbling from the bath- bedroom. The current temperature is 43 degrees. Like, how does that happen? Yeah, mine do that, 10 too. Feet. 10 feet away. That one is through a closed door. <laughs> how does it that knows, happen? It knows your voice. But I mean, I'm like, how does it happen? It's like, wait a minute. Like, two people, like, I got this. Why is the one on 500 <laughs> feet away is like, I got this. I don't get it. So, all right, anyway. All right, next topic. Is it me? It's yes. my turn, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't know where to go with this. Let's go with the fun one. So Bleacher Report reported this week through a Twitter account called Quirky Research that the Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback of 1983, Terry Bradshaw, mm-hmm. needed to have hospital on a muscle tear in the elbow of his throwing arm in 1983. He checked into the hospital under the name Thomas Brady. <laughs> what are the odds? Here's the problem. Tom Brady was like seven. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, he was. He was not drafted for another 17 years. <laughs> so I'm going to ask the question bluntly. Mm-hmm. Is Terry Bradshaw a motherfucking wizard? You know... After watching Terry on TV for so many years, um, I wouldn't be surprised. Would not be surprised. Although this year he picked against the Chiefs every week of the playoffs. 
every he called for the Browns. He called for the Bills. <laughs> I'm like, he was the only one calling for the Browns. I'm like, Terry, no, no. This team is up and coming, sure, but no. And then the Chiefs went out. Th- Did the Chiefs even play the second half of that game? Patrick Mahomes, I think, hosted a barbecue. <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, I just, I, I was just like, did, I did not realize he did that every week. What a, a, a barbecue? No, no, picks against the Chiefs. Just in the playoffs. Oh, just in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, in the playoffs, he picked against the Wheat. Every time I saw, all right, we got Chiefs versus Brown. Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. We're taking the Browns. Why? What is wrong with you? What is this? <laughs> What are I, I, I and they they always do it at the end of segments, those those picks. It's in the last five minutes before they go to games, so we never get to hear their logic. What is the logic behind it? They get fifteen seconds each, like and and like Tony Gonzalez doesn't even try anymore. Tony Gonzalez, I only played for one of these teams, so I'm going with the Chiefs. Okay, but then Terry Bradshaw is it comes up with some obscure one line stat. Like, Browns are plus four in turnovers in their last six games. I'm going with the Browns. You're completely ignoring the fact that Patrick Mahomes has thrown, like, a total of four interceptions all year and no one fumbles? Why are you looking at plus four when the Chiefs, like, have an amazing turnover differential? Why would you cite that staff? It would be like me calling for the Steelers to win because they have a good sandwich at their stand. <laughs> they it's might. Not, it's, but it's not an applicable stat. No, no. I mean, there's a stat for everything, but no. There is a stat for everything, and really you is. know what? That that that's that's absolutely true. There's a stat for everything, but no. All right, back to you. What do you got for me? <clears throat> uh, back to me. Um, this is sort of relevant to you because he was a chief. Uh, Lashawn McCoy said he's still interested in playing. No, no. He feels Lashawn... like it, it, he feels like a rabbit's foot for teams to win Super Bowls now because he's won two. No. Yeah, and how many years? Hold on, I'm pulling up his numbers. LaShawn <laughs> McCoy has played in like six Super Bowls and won the last two, and all of a sudden he's a rabbit's foot. LaShawn <laughs> McCoy played six years in Philadelphia. They ever win a Super Bowl there? Answer is no. Well, they no. did. Not when he but was there. While he was there. He then played three years in Buff, four years in Buffalo. Did he win a Super Bowl there? No. No. He played a reduced role. Listen, he played 10 games this year. He touched the ball 10 times. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not true. He carried 10 times. 25 times in 10 games. You're telling me that a guy who averaged two and a half touches a game? Is, is a rabbit's foot, yes. Is a rabbit's foot? That's what no. he says. That's what he says. Here's what I say. He's on crack. <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely not absolutely not first off 10 rushes this year 10 times they handed him the ball do you know what he had in kansas city in 2019 101 touches wow really yes wow. he had 465 yards he averaged 4.6 yards a carry this year 10 touches for 31 10 carries i should say no you are not no. You're not lucky. No. No. <clears throat> no. I mean, their team's gonna just like pay him to be on the sideline. Well, they they did that for what's his name, <clears throat> Bernie Kosar, twenty thirty years ago. Oh, Bernie Kosar has like two rings. Don't forget, and it's because he was a backup in both both games. <laughs> That's true. 
no, no, Sorry that's that. that's absurd that he would say <laughs> that. And you know what? That that's a selling point should be scary to people. Scary. Don't forget, in 1993, Bernie Kosar was so bad as a backup that he played for both Cleveland and Dallas. Oh, that's right. I forgot he was and, in Dallas. And, well, that's where he's got his ring. That's where he has his ring from, is from his one year in Dallas. Wow. And then the next year, he was in uh, Miami. <clears throat> he was in Miami to end his career in 94 through 96. He actually started two games and lost them both in 1995. Worst name. delivery of anyone I've ever seen. <laughs> it was like his arm was like was like connected by silly string. It was bizarre. <laughs> bizarre. But yeah, no, no. LaShawn, you're 32. You're not productive. You would be better off using this as a coach. You would be better off go looking at teams and going, listen. I've got two Super Bowls in my last two stops. I'm the guy you want coaching your running backs. Yeah. I have a 1600 <clears throat> yard gig. I have been to the Pro Bowl more times than most of these guys will play. I'm pulling up his numbers right now. Uh, selected the Pro Bowl. He was selected the Pro Bowl every year from 2013 through 2017. He's a five-time Pro Bowler. I've been to the Pro Bowl more more times than most of these guys will play. More years than most of these guys. I know what to, I know what it takes to win. That's what he should do. And then Andy Reid would pick up the phone and say, "Come coach in Kansas City." He would in an instant. He loves him. Loves him. Yeah, no, I agree. That <clears throat> that would make a much uh, <clears throat> an improvement to a lot of teams. Excuse me. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, okay. Sorry, this beer's going to my head. All right, my turn, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. CBS has ranked the top 100 best free agents of 2021. Okay. I haven't looked at this list. You tell me when you have a problem. Let's let's right. talk about the top five. Okay. The top five. Sure. Number one is Dak Prescott. Okay. Number two is Leonard Williams, the defensive end from the Giants. Okay. Number three is Chris Godwin. Okay. Number four is Brandon Sheff, the offensive guard from Washington. Mm-hmm. And number five is Trent Williams, the offensive tackle from San Francisco. Of those five guys, who do you think is really the top free agent this year? Hmm. I mean, you would think people would say Dak as the default. Mm-hmm. But I think going into this year... I think offensive linemen are going to be a very high commodity. So I'm going to say Trent Williams. Trent Williams. I I don't even know who Brandon Sheriff is. Uh, He's one of the best guards in the league. A guy all teams would love to have. Really? Because I've never heard his name. Trent Williams is 33. But listen. Listen. Trent Williams is in that same mold. I'm going to invoke an old name right now. Trent Williams is the 21st century Willie Rofe. Oh, there you go. Play a, a thousand years. Name. <laughs> thousand years. Willie Rofe was amazing as a saint. He was great for the Chiefs. He is he, he is in the Hall, right? I believe so. I believe he is in the Hall of Fame. If he's not, he absolutely should be because he was amazing. 2012. He's, he was in in 2012. That's okay. That's, that's the way it should be. But 
Well, he just turned 50. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Don't stop getting old. Stop getting older. Listen, Trent Williams is one of those guys. So he's 33. He could play another five years. He could. And listen, offensive line is so important. Why did Joe Burrow get hurt, Craig? You tell me because we've had this conversation. I know your answer. Because <laughs> their offensive line was made of paper mache against Why guys who. Chiefs- yeah. Yeah, against guys who didn't either were hurt or they were backups and didn't play together. It was no experience. It's bad. It's very bad. Why did the Chiefs lose the Super Bowl? Uh, Half the defensive line was hurt. Yep, and their backups were scared. I mean, I would be too. Blow the whistle! (laughs) Blow the whistle! (laughs) Offensive line matters. What what, what video game was it? Madden where the guy who did did the the league where all he drafted was offensive linemen and he went undefeated because no one could... (laughs) Yeah, no one one touched him. Yeah, I think he ran for like 8,000 yards, something insane. And when he needed to pass, like he had all day. Yeah. Offensive line actually matters. I agree. Let me just round out the top 10. Shaq Barrett at six, Allen Robinson at seven, Justin Simmons, the free safety at eight, Taylor Moten, the offensive tackle at nine, and Kenny Galladay at 10. Eh. Hunter Henry comes in at 12. I'm just looking for other notable names. John U. Smith at 15. Curtis Samuel, really? Why? <laughs> um, Aaron Jones is 22. Really? Yeah. I mean, How Melvin. How does that work? Yeah. It's, Melvin Ingram at 25. Corey Davis, who I thought had retired, 27. Juju, 28. This is a weird list. This is a CBS Sports, man. Weird Rob list. Gronkowski, 36. Duh. Well, he's not hey, going look, anywhere. Will Fuller at number 40. Really? Jadavian Clowney at number 43. Remember when he was the best defensive player in football? Yeah. Yep. I'm sure the Bears will sign him. Right Sammy time. Watkins at 46. I guarantee you Sammy Watkins is not a chief next year. Kenyon Drake at 50. Kenyon Drake heard that J.J. Watt signed and immediately lowered whatever he was asking <laughs> No, I'll, I'll stay. I'll stay. Nelson Aguilar at 56. Gerald Everett at 57. Jared Cook at 59. That's like, there's my Mendoza line. Anyone who comes in there to Cook is probably really bad. Richard Sherman, 65. Wow, he's getting up there in age. Cam Newton is 69. Since will tell him that's since will tell us that's too high. <laughs> 71 is Andy Dalton. Damn. James White at 76. Wow. Rashad Breland 77. That's too high. The quarterback for the Chiefs? No. He's like 177. <laughs> and Dominican Sue is a free agent and he's ranked 82nd. Wow, this is a really weird list. These are a lot of guys that we're just seeing get old. That's really what it is. Antonio Brown, number ninety-six. Ah, oh, he's not going anywhere. No one else. No one else wants him. So Leonard Fournette, number ninety-nine. <laughs> Seriously, he's not going anywhere either. <laughs> oh, it blows my mind. All right, you know what? Yeah. We're we're out of time. That's sad. But you let know, me tell you. Let me tell you really quick yeah, who got a new deal for one year. Are you ready? Oh, you know what? Take the last one. Go for it. Let me, right. We can stretch one more. Do it. All right. This running back got a new one-year deal for four point two five million dollars. His name is David Johnson. Where? In Texas. The Texas. Why? Um, because they let go of Duke Johnson. The Texas. <laughs> Voice trails like, off. It's not like they cut somebody great. One year, four point two five. Yep. In a rebuilding year, right? 
I'm Clearly I guess so building. because no one wants to be there or coach there apparently. So yeah, we didn't even talk about Watson wanting out. We yeah, no, get... they said that they are not willing to trade him, and I don't understand why. Because they don't know what they're doing. No, I yeah, I know that, but yeah. I mean that's but I mean that's the only answer you really need. They have no clue what they're doing in Houston. None. Because this they is gonna... traded DeAndre yeah. Hopkins because the coach didn't like his lifestyle, and that's a simple fact. Yeah, no, that's they said that. Well, he said that, but he came right out and said he doesn't fit with our culture because he doesn't thump the Bible and quote, quote uh, you know, the no, letters. I think it's because he had too many. Was it too many kids from different women or something? It was like... something about his like outside football life relationships. Yeah, exactly he had like four kids across three women, and he was very open. He was not the kind of guy who ever wanted to get married. Right, and that didn't that didn't that didn't gel well with your god king coach, who then you had to fire three games later because you realized he doesn't know what he's doing. He's shaking a magic eight ball with plays in it, <laughs> and he doesn't know what he's doing. And then and and then you look back, and DeAndre Hopkins is waving from Arizona, going, "Sorry, I'd love to stay, but I got to go to the playoffs." <laughs> Did Arizona make the playoffs? Uh, no, they um, no almost, but they're almost. gonna this year. They're gonna this year. They're their they're team they on the rise. They really do, I do believe that. So yeah, you know what? Texans are clueless. Yeah, because this is gonna turn into Carson Palmer again, and he's just gonna sit out. He has enough money that it it doesn't matter. He's just gonna, not gonna play. It, it's gonna be it. You know what? It's gonna what's gonna happen is people are going to paint him as this messiah for the players. You need to take one to show the NFL who's really in charge. And you're right. He has the money. He'll sit out and it'll become a big to do. Mm -hmm. I don't think I, I hope to God there is an adult in the room in the Texans that makes the change. I just hope it happens. I just hope it happens. I hope so. Or cause they're not going to be good. Right. At all. All right. Final thoughts, Craig, what do you got for me this week? Oh man, final thoughts is I what we mentioned before is every year we finish the season or like yep, it's time to relax and it isn't cuz a lot of stuff happens between now and the uh draft. Which is my problem. My final thought is I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time for all this off-season shenanigans. I have started playing Stardew Valley <laughs> and I have a very important farm to look after. It's a Craig, good game. I, do you know the pure value of growing and brewing your own coffee in a video game. It's amazing. You know, I, I got close to getting that, but uh, I lost my farm. So I have to start over. So, so what yeah. I did is I, I planted a field full of coffee because coffee lasts two seasons and I harvested somewhere in the realm of 2000 coffee beans. Okay. I then built a shed and filled it with coffee <laughs> brewing kegs Okay. By the time I walk from one end putting the coffee beans into the kegs to brew them, mm -hmm. by the time I finish a round, it's done brewing, and I just harvest and do it again. I can produce 2,000 cups of coffee a day. <laughs> that if is I have a lot of caffeine. I made 37,000 gold in this wow. game. Wow. 1,000 gold is like what will get you through a day. I made 37,000 gold <laughs> in a day. By selling coffee, I became Starbucks. That's it, impressive. And now here's the thing. I haven't done a damn thing. My cows are starving. <laughs> Everything else is wilting. But I have a shitload of coffee. Did you water your cat? 
I did not water the cat. The cat seems to be completely self-sufficient in this game. It, you, yeah, it, it pretty much is. You, just, you can it pet it randomly. Thing. I just pet it. It ignores me. <laughs> it doesn't. What? It, it does. It doesn't do anything. I mean, no, if it I don't just walks feed, around. <laughs> if I don't feed the chickens, they stop laying eggs. If I don't water the crops, they die. If I don't put the coffee beans in the keg, I don't get coffee. But the cat just is. It's just there. Just is. <laughs> That's amazing. That is the cat is my role model for life. Then <clears throat> there you go. He <laughs> <It> just is. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you need a role model for life, this isn't a good segue. I'm going to abandon it. <laughs> Scratch that. Just leave us a review wherever you listen to us. If you, I was going to go with if you are if you need a role model for your life, leave us a review. And I'm like, that makes even less sense than I normally do. So <laughs> if you enjoy what you're listening to, please leave us a review. Reach out to us. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are FignutsDFS at gmail.com. We are the Football Fig Nuts uh, podcast on Facebook. And leave us a review wherever you listen to us. I was wandering the internet the other day, and I was on iHeartRadio because I was listening to a fantastic podcast, which I'm sad is over, called The 13 Days of Halloween, um, which was very unique and interesting. I didn't like the ending, but that's beside the point. But while I was there, I was like, I wonder if anyone has left us a review. And I went, and I found us in a heartbeat. All I had to do was search the word Fig Nuts. On iHeartRadio, and we came right up, and we had zero comments, and yeah. it was sad. So please leave us a review. We would love to hear from you. It's the off season, so Craig and I might be back next week. We might take a week off. I'm not promising anything during the off season. Yeah, not till the draft, anyway. Not till the draft. Oh God, draft prep. Something. <laughs> Alexa, call the source. <laughs> we need to get the source. Maybe we can. We can. We can um, you know, get them to. Send us a list. Yeah, between you and the source, you know what we need to do? We need to give Britt a week off and just have you and the source do an entire draft prep episode. But scheduling that guy, you know, it's like trying to get Adam Schechter to put down his phone for three minutes. It's impossible. The dude is always working the phone for his info. Yeah. So we'll see what we can do there. But anyway, until next week or whenever we feel like recording again, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Hi, Deb.